Looking for good sports conversations, sports media, and important topics for athletes and fans alike, and at times, my favorite sports teams? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor, where we will break down all of the action. To learn more about the podcast, like the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. The 2024 NHL Winter Classic is now officially in the rearview mirror, and so is another meeting between the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. So, who won this meeting out of the four meetings between the two teams this season? Let's find out. Start the intro. Welcome to On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the show where we cover specific hockey clubs. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, so let's get ready to hit the ice. First, the women get a shot at it. And we've recapped that game on this podcast. And then bring home a nice little entree on the lunch table, breakfast table, or dinner table with an afternoon matchup or nighttime matchup between an outdoor classic featuring the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. Last time these two teams met, Vegas had the answer. But this time, Seattle had the answer. How did they have the answer? Well, if you thought 4 nothing was great and a first win by the PWHL Women's New York team was a great win, then Seattle Kraken fans, I am pleased to announce Not only did you even the series at one game apiece, Vegas wins one, Seattle wins one, but you also shut the doors on the Vegas Golden Knights trying to go from a two-game, from a one-game winning streak to a two-game winning streak. Which means the Seattle Kraken reign 
in the last five games that you guys have played, by the next meeting, on March 12th, you are, in fact, now on a five-game winning streak in your last 10 games. Yeah, I said you're on a five-game winning streak. Look it up. It's no joke. It's a five-game winning streak right now for the Seattle Kraken. Look it up. With a win in the Outdoor Classic, it is a very much needed win. Three to zero is our score in the answer back at T-Mobile Park Arena. I'm going to say arena until the baseball season hits and Seattle and the Blue Jays are underway. But yeah, let's let's talk about it. T-Mobile Park. Who would have thought Seattle would have home ice advantage on a ballpark field? And you expected a good game from both teams. You got that from Seattle. But I, I don't know if you got that from Vegas. However, these two teams have never been in a Winter Classic before. So they have no idea what the Winter Classic looks like. Now you got players on each team who have been in the Winter Classic. Logan Thompson said to us that on the NHL Tonight, December 31st edition of NHL Tonight. That he had players who had said, you know, just live in the moment. Suck it all in. Get ready for what the experience will be like. And it's all about business on game day. And it was all about business. On game day. That was for sure. Let's take a look at our scoring summary right off the bat. We've got a 4 minute and 50 second first period goal. His 10th goal of the season. 25 assists of the season and ninth assist of the season go to Adam Larson and Vince Dunn. Vince Dunn gets his 25th assist of the season. But the man who's responsible for the go-ahead goal to start the party in Seattle is none other than Eli Kovanen, 
Kulbanen. Apologetic in advance if I don't get the name right, so I'll just say the number. Seattle Kraken number 20 gets his 10th goal of the season. Congratulations to him. And then Will Borgen, second period action, also scores a goal. His first as a Seattle Kraken and first of the season. At two minutes and twenty nine or and nineteen seconds in. That's two minutes and nineteen seconds, not two minutes and twenty nine seconds. That's what I was going to say, but it's two minutes and nineteen seconds. Yeah. He gets assisted by the guy who got the first goal, which is his which that is the guy that got the first goal, number twenty. 13th assist of the season. Congratulations to him. But he was also assisted by Cartier. Cartier. I actually don't know that name, but I will do my best to get an understanding of that. Anyways, he got his sixth assist of the season. Will Borgen got his first goal of the season, and as a Seattle Kraken. Congratulations to him. Then who should seal the deal but Yanni Gorg? Yanni Gorg, his fifth Goal of the season, shorthanded at 2 minutes and 10 seconds in the third period. Brings Seattle to a 3-0 to zero shutout victory over the Vegas Golden Knights and how sweet it is for this team. To be celebrating a 3-0 victory. How sweet it is. Our game stats are going to be brought in our other half of this opening segment. But let's get a little breather in. Before we get to our penalty summary. Of which will lead us into our middle segment. And we've got a bit of a shortage going in to our middle segment, which is when we'll reveal our play of the game and our stars of the game as well. All of that is coming up, but right when we continue the opening segment, it's the penalty summary and our game that that's all coming up. When Winter Classic post game on on the ice and behind the benches continues, we'll even check in on the games that we talked about pregame. That are on right now on Sunday. But that will be. As we close out the middle segment. So stick right with us. 
lots more action to happen on the Winter Classic post-game show. Inspired by the people that did it our first time around on the Sports for Beginners podcast. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. And we will be right back with you in just a little bit. Stick stick around with us. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them. Discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. The new year is here. 2024 is begun. And 2023 is so last season. Welcome back to the Winter Classic 2024 post-game show on the on the ice and behind the benches. Our teams, the Seattle Kraken, which is behind me on that red dot, which you can't see, but you will be able to see on the audio version when you look at the image. And behind me as well with the NHL Winter Classic logo as I'm blocking it in the bright brown arrow bottom we've got the Vegas Golden Knights the opponent of this game earlier in the program we talked about the scoring summary but now as we approach our middle segment It's time for us to talk about, in this opening segment, wrap up the game stats. And I'll provide a little snitch of both opening, middle, and final thoughts of how I thought about this game from both a Vegas point and a Seattle point a little later. Let's talk game stats, and this is all coming courtesy of the NHL app. Download the app and follow your favorite team wherever you get your favorite games or sports apps. So, to keep it on an interesting note here, we're going to do something we've never done, and that is. We're going to talk about what the shots on goal were for the first period, what the shots on goal were for the second period, what the shots on goal were for the third period. Get to the head, the block shot, and what the final tally was on the shots on goal. We won't really talk about the face-offs. But we will definitely talk about the power play. So let's kick it right off with the shots on goal for the first period. So 
Pretty even, Steven, here. 10 shots to Seattle, 10 shots to uh, the Vegas Golden Knight. We're even at 10-10. A piece in the shots on goal. Hmm. Okay, interesting. 10 plus 10 is 20, and that's how much Vegas had going into the second period. As they put up another 10 shots in the second period. Meanwhile, we have a one-point lead on the shot total with 21 shots coming courtesy of one more shot than Vegas got. Leaving us with 11 shots for Seattle in the second period. Here's where things get a little interesting. And if you've covered games like the ones we're covering now, and you know as a broadcaster just like us, I know there are some broadcasters that are probably listening to us right now, or some up-and-comers. If you've been in the business, you know how this works. Usually the team with the most shots feels like they should have won, and usually the team with the le with the least amount of shots feels like from a, from their opponent's side feels like, hey, we won at least, but the opponent's fan base feels like, hey, they that's a game Vegas should have won. And maybe, maybe that's a good idea to say that. But the end result is Seattle won three to Vegas is zero. Vegas couldn't put up any points. Yes, they could put a lot of shots on that, but they couldn't finish the job that they had to do. They tried, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't finish it. And hey, that, that's okay. That is okay. You know, just, just live in the moment. You were there. You had a chance to live a winter classic moment. And you got your winter classic moment. That will be cherished for decades and generations to come. I'm sure. Speaking of should they or shouldn't they have won, the third period shots on goal go as far as 15 for Vegas and 6 for Seattle, leaving Seattle with a finish of 27 shots on goal. And 35 shots on goal total for Vegas. That was how much Vegas finished on the shot category. 
to the hits we go, and it's no surprise here that before we get to the hits, we're even, Steven, like I said in the first period, on the blocked shots. Both teams blocked 20 shots from both ends of the ice. But on the hits category, Seattle hit Vegas 27 more times than the Vegas Golden Knights hit Seattle. They hit Seattle 17 times. Yet it didn't seem to matter to them. They spent four minutes, four, count them, one, two, three, four, four minutes in the penalty box on just the two, on just the two chances Seattle had on the power play. Both teams didn't connect on the power play. They just didn't. And Vegas had one shot to connect on the power play, but they couldn't put anything together. With that said, it should be no surprise to us that, well, Seattle spent just two minutes in the box. Again, as I said, with the shots on goal, 35 for the Vegas Golden Knights and 27 for the Seattle Kraken. Now let's get to the penalties. And great news, hockey fans. It was a clean sheet of ice. In the first period. No penalties to stand for. However, Adam Larson, in the second period, at 16 minutes and 39 seconds, broke the ice. With penalty, two-minute minor, and the call was interference against Chandler Stephenson. To the third period we go, and the only two the only two power play chances for Seattle come on penalties to Braden McNabb, two minutes, and the call is tripping on Jordan Elberly. And then a two-minute minor for slashing to Alex Petrangelo. Against Brandon Tanev, these penalties came at 12 minutes and 10 seconds and, and 19 minutes and 54 seconds. So those were your penalty summaries. You know what? We've got a little time on the opening. So let me provide some 
of my knowledge here for the game. Because, I mean, this was a pretty interesting game. I was hoping for a high-scoring affair. And I'm actually shocked a little bit. Because I told, because I was saying that in the pregame show, when we didn't really know who the actual goaltenders would be, I was pretty shocked to find out that Logan Thompson would actually go against Seattle, and Seattle would pin against him, Joey Decord. I feel like I should have seen my prediction coming. Before I recorded the pregame show. So that's my bad. I predicted that that was going to happen. But any case. With just 35 shots. And 35 saves. A perfect. Save percentage of a thousand. And. A perfect ice time of a full 60 minutes. Joey Decord. Gets this win. And I'm guessing it should be no surprise that he's. One of. Uh, actually I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to say. That it should be no surprise. That he is. The word I'm going to use to kick off the middle segment. I'm not going to say it right now because I'm sure I'll say it in the middle segment. I'm not going to say it right now. But I will say this, though. That was quite a great game from Joey. Not so great a game for Logan Thompson, though, 24 saves, 27 shots. Hey, Thompson, look, great job on the save percentage with a finish of 889% on the save percentage. But you got to do a better job at the net with the three goals, man. I was hoping for at least close to 27 saves. But hey, you had some powerful defense of Vegas blocked 20 shots for you. So that is fantastic. And you finished with 57 minutes and 0 seconds of ice time. Great job, man. Great job. You allowed three goals. All right, all right. That's fine. That's fine. It, it, but there's nothing more I could say about Vegas here other than, like the guy on Iceberg Recap said when I was watching, when I was listening to him. Talk about the Leafs and the Penguins, a 7 nothing game. You just ball it up, throw it in the trash. I mean, there, there's nothing more you could say about that. That wraps up our opening segment. But like I said, there's more 
of a standpoint, I'm going to give on Vegas and Seattle within the middle segment. And I'm going to give some more positive feedback to both teams around the last couple of minutes in our final segment. So stick right with us. After a 30-second word from our friends over at Take Another Look, we are going to get you ready for the night of action that is already underway. And we're going to look at what has happened since this game has gone final on January 1st. It is the Winter Classic post-game show on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. The teams we're featuring, the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights. Lots more conversation to talk about. I want to talk about the goalies a little bit more. And our three stars are kicking us off. So stick right with us. Because this show is continuing. After these words from Take Another Look. Stick right with us. Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo. Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. It's time for the three stars of tonight's game. And here we go. Back to the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio with your host, Thomas McGregor. It is on the ice and behind the benches. And as you heard, that was our three stars of tonight's game introduction. It is time now for the three stars of the game. But before we can get down to that, I just want to Put out a apologetic word or sorry, encouragement of word saying thank you to our people at the Taking Our Look podcast. You always need something great to look at if there are unanswered questions and things missing from the human connection that needs to be talked about. That's always a great idea. So appreciate that word. Uh, the apologetic note for me is about leaf reaction. I am going to be doing a leaf reaction after this game that is about to get going or has gone on between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings. But I won't know when that is being recorded. I can tell you for certainty, though. It won't be right after the game. And as for the other Toronto Maple Leaf games going on, there will not be a reaction 
until those late games have gone final. Because I still have some other reactions to get out to you. And I'm hoping to get them out to you as soon as I possibly can. This is our second season, second episode of three episodes. Our first, first episode of the second season premiere of On the Ice and Behind the Benches is coming your way. This is just episode two. And episode one of this three-part second season premiere is on its way to your platforms. It is our PWHL recap. We're going to be doing some PWHL and some sports content tomorrow as well. On on the ice and behind the benches to mark a end of the three-part second season finale. Season premiere, excuse me, of On the Ice and Behind the Benches. And I just wanted to get that out. Okay. So, we've heard the three stars introduction. I don't want to waste any more time with it. Here are the three stars as provided by the NHL app. Download the app. Follow your team. And of course, download the sports app that have your favorite team and keep track of them. So, as many of us know, the three stars are as follows. Let me just bring up the three stars because it doesn't look like we have them on the NHL app. I'll bring them up. Excuse me for that. So, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. The first game, they hit the ice. After the new year. Ah, here you go. So as I mentioned early on when I talked about the goalies, Joey does in fact get the first star of the game. After an amazing performance, a dominant performance, as I would usually say with the dominant goalie performance, Segment that is not a part of this show, but it may be a part of it next year. So stay tuned for that if we ever do one next year. 35 saves, 35 shots, 100,000 save percentage. And... Sorry, a thousand say percentage. Our guy by the our guy wearing the number twenty of the Seattle Kraken. One goal, one assist, two plus minus, an ice time of fifteen minutes and forty three seconds. He goes as your second star. And Yanni Gord is your third star of the game. 
one goal, no assist, but a point does come out of him. And he does get an ice time of 17 minutes and 4 seconds. As mentioned, our penalties were Adam Larson, Braden McNabb, and of course, Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, look, it, look. This was a very tough one. And um, as much as I want to give the the Vegas Golden Knights their stars, there's really only one star that I feel deserves to be acknowledged, and that is Logan Thompson. Of the Vegas Golden Knights goaltender. Yes, he took the L. Yes, he gave up three goals. Yes, he saved 24 shots. But as I told you already, he did get 20 shots blocked by his defense. And that was enough for him to get my star of the game portion. It is the middle segment of this program and coming up we're wrapping up this middle segment with a look around the nhl which we will continue to do in the final segment you'll get more thoughts of me talking about who is our player of the game and our play of the game will also be announced in the middle segment. And later in the final segment, to continue with which the Around the NHL look at January 2nd action, as we're recording it on this day, the post-game show on this day, you'll get the next games including in the next meeting for Vegas and Seattle. So all of that is still to come on the Winter Classic postgame show. If you thought there was music on this show, there really is no music on this show, but I will have a station ID for you that will tell you why. So stick around for that later in the program. It is the Winter Classic post-game show on on the ice and behind the benches, and it continues right after this. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media. And from time to time, my favorite sports teams listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. 
Search Broadcast Map. The guys up front, get the puck in the hands of the forwards and the centers. Let them skate and see if they can do some damage. This is a team that can do it a lot of different ways. Oh, now it's feeling. They still are. Go We're not going to see There it is, Yanni Gorg, as we welcome you back into Beyond the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio winter classic post-game show. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, and this is the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio, where we're recapping Another hockey game on the NHL side of things. Our topic, Seattle and Vegas. And I am your host, Thomas McGregor. Johnny Gorg was our play of the game. But now it's time to find out who our player of the game will be. And usually we do this with the shake of the game. But because we're new to the Winter Classic, post-game shows. We're not going to do that. We're going to do exactly what I did with the PWHL and do the traditional player of the game. How will that work? Well, I will pick two guys, one from each team, that I thought stood out to me in this cold outdoor classic that happens every January in the NHL, except in 2020, because we all know COVID stopped everything. In their track. But anyways, this is a gift that keeps on giving year after year. And I couldn't be any more excited than to give the first player of the game on the Seattle side to, yeah, I yes, you probably figure, oh, he's going to give it to the goaltender. No, I'm not going to give it to the goaltender. I will, however, give him a game puck. Because he was so dominant. But I'm going to give the player of the game award to the man behind an assist, a point, and a shot on goal. 
So give it up, Seattle Kraken, for Ty Carte. Who on the season has 37 games played and a total of six goals, six assists, and 12 points on the season. He's also in the career had the exact same amount. Not bad for a guy that lived in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, and is playing with the Seattle Kraken. Nothing against Kingston, though. Nothing against Kingston. I'm just saying, not bad for a guy that's in Seattle and used to be here in Ontario, Canada, Kingston area. Great job, buddy, this year. Great job. He wears the number 52 of the Seattle Kraken. And his time on the ice in the winter outdoor game that's so cold, you have to bundle up real tight to stay warm, was 10 minutes and 7 seconds. So he's your Seattle Kraken player of the game. But hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Yanni Gorg deserves a runner-up. Five shots total, 17 minutes and four seconds. Hey, that's not bad. And remember, he got a goal that we just heard as our play of the game. So he gets a runner-up there. He wears number 37 for the Seattle Kraken. And if you want more in-depth knowledge on the Seattle Kraken, check out one of my favorite pods on the Locked On Podcast Network with a friend of our Sports Beginners podcast show, Erica Lindsay Ayala, who is the host of the Locked On Kraken podcast. If you want more in-depth analysis on the Seattle Kraken. Shout out to you, Erica. And I look forward to more conversations from the Sports Beginners and Locked On Kraken. Keep up the great work, girl. To Vegas Golden Knights we go. No, no, no. Not the Vegas Golden Knights. I should say to the defending Golden Knights. We go. And, well, you don't really have a lot of skaters that got players of the game. You do have a runner-up. And I'll, I'm going to give that running up before we get to our actual player of the game from Vegas. I'm going to give a runner-up to number nine at the Vegas Golden Knights, Jack Eichel. 
Jack Eichel, five shots on net, an ice time of 20 minutes and 59 seconds. Excuse me, 15 seconds. 20 minutes and 15 seconds with a shift of 21. Hey, man, that's worth a runner-up for me. Amen to that. And he lost this game, yes, but he does get my player of the game. 24 saves, 27 shots, 889 save percentage, 3 goals allowed, 57 minutes played full. A. Listen, Logan. You had a tough game, but the great news is you had a fantastic first impression on the one and only iconic January event in the NHL Winter Classic. I hope you enjoyed your time outdoors, and I can't wait to see what you guys and the Seattle Kraken do. When Vegas and Seattle meet again later on this season. Speaking of meeting again, the season series wraps up with a 10.30 p.m. puck drop on the 21st of March in Vegas after we see one more match between the Seattle Kraken on home ice and the Vegas Golden Knights on the road. Who will win that game, I wonder? I know everybody wonders that. This game was able to be seen on Sportsnet, TNT, through TV, HBO Max, and of course, TBAS. And of course, when I say HBO Max, I'm actually referring to Max, not HBO. Your officials for this game were Graham Skitzler. He was with Dan, who was also on the same side as him, the right side of the ice. On the left side of the ice, we have Brian Gibbons. Feels like John Gibbons, doesn't it? But John Gibbons doesn't play hockey. At least, I don't know that. Um, anyways, joining him was, and I apologize in advance if I don't get this name right, Gilear Murchison,
And they were your left side of the ice officials for this Winter Classic outdoor game. Dave Haxtell, we heard him talk before the game on the pregame show. We didn't hear from Bruce Cassidy, but we heard from Logan Thompson on the pregame show. We're going to hear from Bruce Cassidy in just a little bit. He's your head coach of the defending Vegas Golden Knights, who are the the defending Stanley Cup champions. And you will be seeing them take on the Seattle Kraken yet again in March. And they will not be playing after the 21st of March. Their season series wraps up on the 21st of March. So, I wonder where the series will be in the season. Come March, we will see what happens when they meet again. But as of right now, they go their separate ways and get ready to face their next opponent. While we, as hockey fans, get ready to see more hockey from our favorite teams. And we get ready to prepare for the 2023-2024 NHL All-Star break, which is coming up like a fast speeding car. February is fast approaching and 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 every year goes by so fast I know it seems like fast and the furious when I'm talking about that but it is coming our way so the end of the first season is the end of the first half of this season is on its way, basically, for the 2023-2024 NHL season. Our late games are on the way right now of 13 for Tuesday. But just after we saw the Kraken, which is the game we're recapping right now, the 3-0 Kraken win over the Vegas Golden Knights in the outdoor game, the games that will kick off later... On the next day, January 2nd, the time of this recording, would be a shutout with the Nashville Predators and the Chicago Blackhawks. 3 nothing Predators over the Chicago Blackhawks. Absolute dominance there. The Winnipeg Jets would come back to win a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning 4 to 2 is the final score in Winnipeg the Montreal Canadiens would take a game winner over the Dallas Stars in regulation that score 4 to 3 in favor of Montreal over the Dallas Stars 
the Calgary Flames would win their game over the Minnesota Wild 3-1. to Also, in a sort of 3-1 to victory, we had a 6-1 to victory with the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the New York Rangers. And we had the Columbus Blue Jackets fall to the Boston Bruins in a 4-1 to Boston Bruins victory. In favor of the Boston Bruins. Another shutout with the Detroit Red Wings shutting out the Shark Tank of San Jose. One to nothing is the score right now. So that game just got underway. Excuse me. Heading into the final period of play. With the second period already in full swing, we have the Senators and the Canucks in Vancouver, with Vancouver leading the Senators 5-1. to 4-3 to three is our score in the last period of play between the Islanders and the Denver-Colorado Avalanchers. 4 to 3 is our score there. After one period of play, it remains Florida 1 nothing with a 4 on 4 currently in the works right now. The Arizona Coyotes down by a goal. As mentioned in the upcoming Sports for Beginners podcast program, before I went back to wrap up this show with you, the Penguins faced the Washington Capitals and lost 4-3 to to the Washington Capitals on home ice. And also happening right now, we have the Edmonton Oilers and the Philadelphia Flyers. That game is currently in the third period right now with Edmonton leading by two goals to the Philadelphia Flyers is two. You can catch that game on Sportsnet 1. And the Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings are underway right now. That game is on Sportsnet. You can catch that game if you're a late night person. Those are all 13 games, and some of which are going final, and some of which are not going final just yet. Some of which have just started, including the Maple Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings. Some of which are headed to the third period, and some of which are headed to final. Some of which are even heading to the second period including the Maple Leafs and Los Angeles Kings. So let's look around the NHL. We're going to continue to check in as we continue our final segment of the program on the January 2nd games. 
with my final thoughts, and we're going to hear from Bruce Cassidy. Plus, I'll give you some more thoughts on the game that will wrap up this middle segment atop the final segment beginning. It is the On the Ice Behind the Benches podcast Winter Classic postgame. And it continues to wrap its way up in a little neat present bow. Right after this. Stay with us. Looking for conversations on books and more? as well as tutorials on using your favorite devices and applications, you've come to the right place. Join us weekly on Spicy Techie, where Ali, Makara, and Sienna provide insightful conversations as well as useful tips and tricks to help you along on your technological journey. To learn more, tune in to the show and like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search for Spicy Techie. It is on the ice and behind the benches, and of course, it is the work of art that can only put one word in to describe this game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. Welcome back inside the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. I am your host, Thomas McGregor. You are listening to the Winter Classic post-game show. It is finally over. And in the rear view mirror. But before we go. With my final thoughts. And we hear from Bruce Cassidy of the Vegas Golden Knights. But time we get some middle segment thoughts in on this game. Like I said with the. Vegas Golden Knights. There's nothing really much to take from this other than ball it up and throw it in the trash because, hey, at least you got the experience of what it's like to play outdoors. Although it didn't go in your favor. And that is, you know, hey, that's that's all right. It, it, it this thing happens this thing happens right these things happen and you've got to find a way to right the wrong here are here is Bruce Cassidy's post game media availability after 
the loss to the Seattle Kraken. Let's hear what he had to say, and let's uh, have our final say on this program. Bruce, let's let's hear it. What do you have to say? After uh, experience of a lifetime that, in many people's case, would say got spoiled by the Kraken. Let's uh, hear what he's got to say. Feels like there's an ad going in. So I'm just going to put out my final thoughts. And we're going to let Bruce Cassidy speak when the ad is over. Maybe he will sign us off for this program. So there is, I mean, on a Seattle standpoint, there's there's nothing really I can say about Ruffa really bad I could really bad or great I could say about Seattle Kraken. However, I will say this. I feel like the Seattle Kraken was just waiting for this game. Waiting for the chance to play a team that they knew they could beat. If they just rectified their wrongs, like I said in the PWHL Toronto, New York reaction of a post-game show, and found a way to correct those mistakes, you heard it on, you heard it on, um, my Dolphins post game when we heard Tua Tagovailoa speaking to the media. It's all about getting everyone on the same page and making sure they are on the same page as you. And that is. And that's basically all it takes. All right, Bruce Cassidy is at is at the meeting chair. Trying to figure out what he had to say on the loss to the Seattle Kraken in the winter classic. Let's uh hear what he had to say and get ready for what's to come as we roll on. Bruce Cassidy, you have the floor, my friend. Tell us what you thought of this experience. It's Las Vegas Street Journal. Uh, Bruce, we've talked about this team being able to rise to big moments a lot over the past couple of years. I guess how surprising was it with the performance today? Yeah, I thought we'd be better, to be honest with you. Um, 
kind of got going. It got to be two nothing. We, you know, we just didn't have the urgency required early on. Um, by the time we got to it, we're chasing the game, right? <clears throat> Which has happened to us lately. So, a little disappointed in that we weren't game, right? <clears throat> Which has happened to us lately. So, a little disappointed in that we weren't better out of the gate. But give them credit; uh, they've been playing well. They're checking well. They're keeping the puck out of their net well. Um, got some timely goals tonight, so they're full value for the win. Left side, third row. Ken Bolke, Cinnamon, not Vegas. Felt like the four check never really got going. Was there anything you felt that in that regard? I, I felt they did a good job. Their goaltender handles pucks well, so that helps. Um, you know, be more efficient and effective with it. And, um, they've got some D men that can move the puck. So part of that's on us to put pucks in a better spot, um, play through people. I, I would say that was where we were not good enough early. We were allowing them to break pucks out and join and activate. And their D or, I mean, they they were a big part of the first goal, getting a puck to the net and a deflection. The second goal, you know, was a D, you know, finding a loose puck, um, getting it back to the net. So. And some of that starts in their own end by them being able to break out and be ahead of us. So that's where we we weren't good enough. And we know that's part of their game. Like that's that's the disappointing part. Some of the stuff we discussed before the game about Seattle, about their D being activating from the breakout, um, being the next layer up the ice. Uh, you know, they're they're a big part of their first two goals and you know, that's where we weren't we could have been better <clears throat> to prevent those things. And um listen, we we didn't end up scoring, so that's a problem as well. But we don't know that at the time. We we had a we had a similar deflection. The second period hits across our post, right, and then Jack hits across. So we had some opportunities certainly, but because we were chasing it so much, they don't even matter. And um, you know, if we had been better, it might have been a one of those ones that ends up one nothing a goaltender's duel. But uh, at the end of the day, their their D got involved, and um, credit to them. Right side, second row. Bruce Tom Galitti, NHL.com. They scored early in all three periods. How hard did that make it for you to kind of get anything generated coming out? Coming well, the out third one for sure, right? Like if you want to come back and win the hockey game in the third period, you can't give up a goal like that that early or at all probably, to be honest with you. You know, you have in that situation, if we could win the first six or eight minutes and generate some offense, get a goal, you're in the game. But um, then it gets tough. Uh, early in the game, yeah, I think it was probably their first chance goes in. Good deflection, but. Seem to be hitting a pause menu here on it. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot that couldn't go on there for uh, the topic of conversation. That was a great question Cassidy was asked. Let's Let's hear more of what he had to say as we continue here. See if he's got more to say. Feels like we're still paused. We're just gonna let him take his time here and uh problem. Give him off that early and can do it once probably, but not all three periods. If you have a question, please raise your hand front left. Ryan Clark, ESPN Bruce, you touched on it a little bit with Seattle and some of the things that they did. When you look at a game like this today, would you say a game like this is kind of what you would expect to see from them in terms of their identity, or did you see some things that were maybe different compared to what you've seen over film lately from them? No, this is how they've been playing lately. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're locking things down. 
And then you just need some timely goals along the way. We, we like to think we play like that and we're effective and then get the team chasing the game and then take advantage of opportunities. So, um, you know, well played by them. Um, I, I'm not going to go back. We haven't seen them since opening night, so I can't, I can't tell you what happened. We got another little pause there, so we're going to let him take his time. And November, et cetera, and when they weren't going well, but I can tell you recently this is a lot of what they look like. Um, you know, that they're a team that relies on balanced scoring. Um, and it another pause there. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting what he's saying there. It is, it's very interesting. Um, we're going to keep letting him go and uh, – and again, they, they've been better defensively. And if you are good defensively in this league, you're in every game, and you're going to win a lot of games. That's just my opinion. They've been doing a good job, and then that's how we've been predominantly successful. Just Just not as much recently. Take three more questions. It's for Coach, front left. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce, given the situation being in a... different venue, how much do you chalk this up to just a different situation compared to the previous... Two weeks, and do you, or are there problems that you saw from tonight? That have kind of well, no, I think the previous two weeks there was a lot of <clears throat> just more goals going in with better chances. I, I didn't think we were leaky defensively tonight by any means. Um, you know, we can. I'm not going to break down every goal, but the first one, obviously, we need a box out. The second one was from the outside and the last one we were in a puck battle there so um we were trying to get aggressive and our you know forward over top there's a battle with Gord and, and ends up finding a way in so i didn't think there was a lot of it was like the floods gate gates were opening against us so there's certainly parts of the game we can build on i just don't think for this environment you know and having time to prepare for this game in terms of being well rested that we had enough intensity or urgency early that that's where we needed to be better to take control of the game early, get to our game early, and we didn't do a good enough job with it. Left side standing up. Bruce, um, what does the result of the game and how the game was played do for your experience you know, as a whole <clears throat> for this? You've had two good experiences in outdoor games, so what does this do now? for? Well, this one stinks right now, Dan, because we lost, right? But when we walk away from it, we're going to have good memories from it. You know, because we've, we're going to end up playing 82 games this year and we're going to lose our share and win more than our share. I hope that's the plan, right, to do that and have a successful. I believe we're getting close to finishing the season, but at the end of the day right now, and when you lose it, it takes away from all the uh, sort of the positive, you know, vibes of, of going into the game. So, and I, 
That's part of it. I try, you know, we try to emphasize that, that, that what, what do you remember from the previous two? I remember winning, but, and then, and then. As I was saying, just before he talks, uh, we keep getting pauses there. But yeah, he's saying a lot of great stuff here and a lot of great questions are getting answered. I'll talk about the questions in a little bit. That'll put a bow on this, Joe. Leaving in a great frame of mind because of everything else that goes on around it and the win. Now, as I said, in a week from now, I think it'll be a good memory. You'll, you'll forget more about the loss if you get back to your game and start winning again. But in the moment, it, like I said, for me, it, I always feel that way after 10 minutes after a game, if, you know, if, you're, if you're not winning. Last question, left side. Historically, after Winter Classics, there's been handshake lines. Was there any reason there wasn't today? I wasn't aware of that, to be honest. Uh, no, I don't have a good answer for that. Sorry. I didn't. Has there been? I can't even remember that. I've been part of them. Yeah. The last four? Someone should have gave us a memo then. We're the visitors. So uh, I honestly don't have a good answer for that. Okay, let me start out with that question. Because that's a great question. That is a fantastic question to end off a media availability with. That is a fantastic question. Bruce Cassidy has been in Winter Classics before. But he has never once known if there were handshakes after the Winter Classic. We should do some research after that. After this show goes off the goes on the air and is um, for you guys, which we appreciate you checking in and uh, listening to us. But we should all do some research on that. That that would be a homework assignment for all of us. Find out the ones that Bruce Cassidy was in, the four that he was in. Were there any handshakes after the Winter Classic event went final? That's a great idea. Let's all do that when we finish up. Great question, media. Great question. There is, because I, because here's the thing, I was wondering the same thing. When the game probably would have gone final, I was wondering if someone would tell me, hey, did you know there was no handshakes at the end of this year's Winter Classics? Well, I guess, you know, new year, right? New thing, right? Start of something new. Here's your start of something new. No handshakes after the Winter Classic. Just go on about your business and leave. Nothing like a great question like that to ask a coach. That was was a fantastic coach to ask question. His answer, he has no answer to that question because he never recalls 
any handshakes after the Winter Classic. I guess somebody should have gave him the memo. Hey, there's handshakes after the Winter Classic. Game goes final. Oh, well. I guess there was no in this one. But I'm going to check the highlights just to be sure. When we get out of it here. And enjoy the rest of our days. So I'm going to check it out just to be sure. And with that, we have reached the end of this program. But, Thomas, what about the attendance record? Well, we have reached the end of the program. I don't know what to say. We have reached the end. Yes, there was ins and outs of pauses during this media availability, but we have reached the end of the program. Our time is up for this program. And, ah, you know what? We're going to talk. We're going to do the attendance record anyway. There, there are so many questions I have for Bruce Cassidy, but I think all the questions I had got answered, including the one that he ends off the media availability saying, I feel like somebody should have gave me the memo that, uh, you know, there were handshakes at the end of the Winter Classic. As we proceed to call the game and call this post game officially over, T-Mobile Park's attendance record comes into our stadium with an attendance record of over 47,313 people in attendance. Let me say it again. 47,313 people in attendance. Oh, boy, oh, boy, was this great game ever. So interesting. Of course, Vegas is hoping to bounce back in the next meeting between these two teams. And before we call it, and I get to my sign-off, let's just have a look at where Vegas and Seattle are heading. Since they won't be meeting until March, has hit our calendar of 2024. So, 10 o'clock action Eastern Time for Seattle Kraken and Vegas Golden Knight. Well, the Vegas Golden Knights in this case. Continues Thursday when they face the Florida Panthers on home ice. Then the New York Islanders come to town on Saturday. Same time slot, the Florida Panthers. Puck drop at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Seven o'clock, their time, I'm presuming. 
but I will check in their time zones just in case. The Boston Bruins also come to Vegas for a 10 p.m. puck drop time on Thursday, the 11th of January. But before that happens, we take a quick trip down to Denver, Colorado for a 10 p.m. puck drop with the Colorado Avalanchers taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. And the last couple of games we'll look at for the Vegas Golden Knights are a matchup on home ice against the Calgary Flames at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. A very, very early start in Vegas at 6 p.m. with them taking on the Nashville Predators on Monday. And then the New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins meet the Vegas Golden Knights yet again at home for a 10 p.m. puck drop time on both Saturday and Thursday, the 18th and 20th of January. Before it's a road trip bonanza ending January with the Devils kicking us off at 7 p.m. As the New Jersey Devils welcome the Vegas Golden Knights to New Jersey. Vegas' look ahead has been done. Seattle, it's your time to look at what your next games are as you don't face Vegas, like I've already said with Vegas, until March. So, they will be back in action on Thursday as well when they play a home match against the Ottawa Senators at 10 p.m. They'll hit the road over to Buffalo and begin a match between the Buffalo Sabres with the puck dropping at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, January the 9th. They'll be back in action at 7 p.m. in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital of the United States, at 7 p.m. on Thursday. It's a Saturday night in Columbus, Ohio, before a Saturday night in the Steel City of Pittsburgh on Monday night with the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Pittsburgh Penguins each dropping the puck on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 
on Monday. That's followed by a back-to-back where they face the Rangers in the Big Apple at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. They'll finish their early games with the New York Rangers on Tuesday, the 16th of January. And then it's back to late night action with the Edmonton Oilers welcoming the Seattle Kraken in before Toronto makes its Climate Pledge Arena debut in 2024 at 9 p.m. Same time as the road game against the Edmonton Oilers. will be taking place on the Thursday. We'll wrap up the Seattle Kraken look ahead with the Chicago Blackhawks and the St. Louis Blues. Each are 10 o'clock starts on Sunday and Wednesday. The St. Louis Blues also host a game in Climate Pledge Arena with the Seattle Kraken. And we'll talk more about the rest of that schedule on an edition episode of On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast, which will be coming out one Tuesday from today, which will be our first ever season episode of the second season for On the Ice and Behind the Benches. We'll wrap it up here with the Vegas Golden Knights, excuse me, the Seattle Kraken taking on the Blue Jackets in Climate Pledge Arena, 9 p.m. is the puck drop time. Right after we have 10 p.m. Eastern Time with the Blackhawks and the Blues. We're just about to wrap up this show, but this just in. The Toronto Maple Leafs have scored a goal and it is now 1-0 on the Los Angeles Kings front. In Los Angeles, the goal comes courtesy of William Nylander. More on that, I'm sure, next show we do on On the Ice and Behind the Benches. This was just episode two of the three-part episode event premiere. Our first season episode of this second season will be premiering a Tuesday from today. So that is it for this one. Thank you very much for listening to us. If we didn't get to anything that you wanted me to cover on this Winter Classic, 
post game show. Please send me a voice message in the episode's description of the program. You have a time limit, and please do let us know if you want us to use it on the air. Privacy is very important to us here at On the Ice and Behind the Benches. And I'm going to be explaining something when the show goes off the air anyway in a station ID. So stay tuned for that. That's coming your way just before the closing message takes place. But like I said, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for listening. If this is on YouTube, you know the drill. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. We are free and available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which is our current podcasting platforms. But if you want to get a week notice of the episode right away when it gets published, then tune in to Spotify for Podcasters, originally known as Anchor.fm. And if you'd like to send us emails, use the subject because we're still working on, on the email for our podcast. Use the subject to our Sports Beginners podcast email sportsbeginnerspod8231 at gmail.com. Use the subject ask behind benches. And they will alert us that you have questions we can answer you for. I am out. That is it for Winter Classic. Post game right here on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Have a fantastic day. If it's daytime where you are right now, have a fantastic day. Have a tremendous evening if it's the evening where you are right now. And as always, we are reminding you that no one gets icing on this podcast. And we are reminding you, in the words of our friends over at Locked on Kraken, it's a shout out, not a copycat. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go, Kraken. Let's go, Golden Knights. Love one another. And if this is nighttime, good night from Seattle. And good night from On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. If this is daytime, have a fantastic day, everyone. And I look forward to catching up with you again soon on the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. Peace. I'm out. Until next Winter Classic. Thank you for listening to On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast. 
If you would like to learn more about the show, you can visit the podcast Facebook page or send us an email to our neighboring podcast with the subject, Ask Behind Benches Questions. As we always remind you, it is not goodbye, it is until next time. song at a time.